Welcome to Marvelous Disney with Aaron Adams, the podcast that discusses the most recent doings at one of the more dynamic divisions of the Walt Disney Company, which is, of course, Marvel Entertainment. This is entertainment writer Jim Hill, and my co-host, the amazing Aaron Adams, and I are recording this week's episode on Wednesday, July 26, 2023. And Aaron, you want to point out that we may be on uh, the cusp of a brand new MCU? Yeah, and I'm not talking about Feige ready to relaunch the MCU. I'm talking Mm -hmm. about uh, Mattel, since they got all that flush new Barbie money. Uh, They're thinking about coming up with the Mattel Cinematic Universe. So we might have to clarify in the future which MCU we're talking about. I know this sounds like a gag, folks. It's true. Variety just today reported that Mattel has 14 different properties in development as possible films. These include Barney, Polly Pocket, Thomas the Tank Engine and Friends, and American Girl. So this is not a drill, especially on the back of just how big Barbie was over this past weekend. Again, in fact, worldwide, it's not even in theaters for a week now, and it's it's over $356 million worldwide. I want to say it's like one of the largest non-sequels, original IPs out there. When I say original IP, it just means it's not a sequel to something that's already existed before. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's doing super, super well yep. to the point of, uh, boy, if they didn't already have a toy based on this, they'd start making Barbie dolls out of the darn thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, if we could bury the needle in the other direction, something that hasn't gotten off to a particularly good start is the rebranding of, of Twitter as X. And in fact, you were pointing out that Elon Musk, at least as far as Marvel is concerned, could not have picked a worse time to do this. Yeah, well, Elon Musk launches his fancy brand new X. He makes a proclamation. Everybody, mm-hmm. welcome to X. And then like the very next day, I'm reading that Marvel has got a new comic book series called The Fall of X. <laughs> Yeah, I think it was a couple of years ago, Marvel relaunched the X-Men and it started off, I think it was like House of X. And, and anyway, they went through many storylines and now they're ready for the fall of X. And maybe we should chip in and get Elon mm-hmm. Musk uh, the first issue of that storyline, Fall of X, and send it to him just as a little housewarming gift or something. <laughs> that, that is an excellent idea. Excellent. Um, ah. I, there we go. Okay, before uh, we move on in the show, folks, I did want to put a request out there because, of course, uh, San Diego Comic-Con is now in the rear view, and I'm wondering if any of our listeners managed to make it to the Hellfire Gala that was held down there in San Diego as part of this year's Comic-Con. And if so, we'd love to hear what this was like. I have seen a lot of photos online on uh, Twitter about Mm -hmm. the costumes. There's a lot of people taking photographs and they had, I don't know, I want to say it was a a pimp Dr. Doom, but he had like a fur collar. And uh, he had like two bodyguards behind him also wearing Doom masks. And the costume looked really, really great. But it was like uh, Dr. Doom is definitely going out to the gala ball uh, in this this event. Uh, So there's some really neat uh, costumes. If you were to do the uh, hashtag Mm -hmm. uh, Hellfire Gala 
mm-hmm. you'll, you'll probably find a lot of those images. And Marvel was posting a lot of them on their own official account as well oh. as it was happening. So yeah, just check out Marvel's official Twitter thing and, and okay. you'll see the pictures okay. there. I'd love to take a look at the pictures, but would also love to get people's impressions of, of what it was actually like to go to the physical gala. But hopefully mm-hmm. we'll, we'll touch on that on the next show. Now, later on in today's show, we are going to talk about the sixth and final episode of Secret Invasion, which dropped earlier today. Lots and lots to discuss there. But, you know, we will give you all ample warning when we get to that part of the show. Aaron, you know, fire up the klaxon, get it warm. And there will be spoiler, folks, so be ready. But first, the news. And... The news today is that Marvelous Disney actually has a new sponsor. For years now, Storybook Destinations has been the sponsor of this podcast. And me personally, I've loved working with Tammy Whiting and the rest of the team there. They're good, good people who really know their jobs. But face it, folks, the only constant in life is change. And with that in mind, uh, we've recently changed sponsors on the show. Although I have to say, uh, Marvelous Disney's new sponsor is going to sound very familiar if you've been listening to the show for a while. And that's because it's Touring Plan's very own travel agency. Those obviously very knowledgeable folks can now help you book your very next trip to Walt Disney World and uh, toss in a subscription to uh, Touring Plan's for free while they're at it. So if you're headed to Florida anytime soon, please check them out at touringplans.com backslash travel. Now, Aaron, you, you have repeatedly joked about the security detail at, at Marvel Studios, how they're always up in the rafters, yep. ready to take out loose-lipped actors. Yep. We actually had something happen in real life over the past week or so that backs up what you said. Did you see the the interview that Owen Wilson, uh, who, by the way, plays the Father Kent character in Disney's Haunted Mansion movie, the, the, the one that actually arrives in theaters very same day that this podcast goes live, uh, February 28th, he, he was out doing publicity for this Justin Seaman movie. And by the way, I want to stress here, he was doing publicity out ahead of the official start of the SAG after strike. So don't give Mr. Wilson any grief. Anyway, he gets asked about season two of Loki, which, by the way, I know there's been a lot of discussion lately about uh, Disney potentially moving films like Wish and thereabouts off of their previously announced release dates. And I was making some calls today and, and near as I can tell, Loki season two is still going to debut on October 6th of this year. Six episodes in total, which, by the way, is the exact same number of episodes we got in season one of Loki, which debuted back in June of 2021. Anyway, back to what Owen (laughs) said, which, again, is eerily backs up what Aaron has been saying this whole time. The topic of season two of Loki comes up at the Haunted Mansion press event, and Owen (laughs) supposedly freezes up for a second and then chooses his words going forward very, very carefully. Here's the quote, Aaron. I have to be careful here. (laughs) The folks at Marvel take this stuff very seriously. Out ahead of the first season of Loki, debuting at Disney+, Plus, I got asked what I thought was a perfectly innocent question. I got asked by a reporter, does your character have a mustache? Not, 
what is Morbius's job at the TVA? What's his relationship to Loki? Just does your character in Marvel's new limited series for Disney Plus have a mustache? So I said, yes. And he said, the next thing I know, this message pops up on my phone from an address I've never seen before. And it just says, strike one. <laughs> and, and that really freaked me out. I, I talked to other members of the Loki cast later, and we pretty much decided that this, this ominous message had come straight from Kevin Feige, and, and that he used a burner phone to do it. So That's so, funny. So anyway, again, I have to be really careful here. I, I don't want to strike two. If you watch the video of that interview, by the way, mm -hmm. pay very close attention to his eyes. He's blinking <laughs> in Morse code and he's saying, help, I'm in danger, help. <laughs> but the other thing, he got asked this perfectly generic question. If he could confirm whether the second season of Loki had primarily been shot in the UK, which, which again, a quick Google search confirms uh, that this new limited series uh, actually began shooting at Pinewood Studios back in June of 2022 and and finished up in, in October of last year. But, but even revealing that sort of info, which is already in the public record, made Owen Wilson kind of queasy. So you gotta wonder what, what the hell is in those guns that Marvel's security team uses. What exactly are you giving away by saying you had a mustache, I do you know, not I mean, know what to tell you. that's not a spoiler unless the the mustache is part flurkin <laughs> and has some abilities that we're not yet aware of. Well, now, <laughs> interesting that you bring up flurkins because in the normal universe, given that Disney's new Haunted Mansion movie, which, by the way, uh, the first one with Eddie Murphy came out 20 years ago this year, back in 2003, but normally for this project you'd expect to drive through your local mcdonald's and there in the happy meal would be a madame leota or a hitchhiking ghost or something that was tied to the haunted mansion but no it's not Aaron. right now if you go to your local mcdonald's it's just as like you have a one in eight chance of getting a goose the flurkin toy because they're right now giving away Happy Meal toys that are themed to the Marvels, which mm. doesn't arrive in theaters till November 10th of this year. Well, the toys were made, the, the movie was pushed back, toys were made, they got to push them out anyway, because that's what's on their calendar, right? Isn't that kind of the case they're under right now? Do you have nailed it in one? Okay. Right. That, that basically what happened here is that back on February 27th of this year, it was announced that the Marvels, which was originally supposed to come out on July 28th, again, the same day that Haunted Mansion uh, is arriving in theaters. At that point, it was decided that it would get pushed off to November, which ticked off a number of people at Marvel who were very much looking forward to the idea that people would watch the last episode of Secret Invasion, and then two days later, go to a theater and see where Nick Fury ended up. But the problem here is that McDonald's had a choice. They already had these toys being made overseas. More to the point, they had promised their more than 13,000 franchisees that this summer you will have Marvel-themed toys to have available to entice people to get Happy Meals. And so it was one of these things where they had a hard choice to make because the Marvels doesn't arrive in theaters for another 17 weeks. 
and the whole notion of well who's showing up at mcdonald's and going oh give me these these marvel themed toys when yeah okay a new trailer for the marvels has has debuted but the disconnect here is kind of stunning and for as many franchisees who are happy that okay you you honored your promise and we got our marvel toys to sell during the summer season to help push sales of happy meals but just as many franchisees that are upset because it's like no this was supposed to be tied to a movie and the, all of the tv campaigns and that sort of thing that was what was supposed to get people to come in to our right. restaurant so the synergy of of when uh, Disney or Marvel runs an ad for the Marvels, the movie coming in theaters this weekend, and then McDonald's buys an ad right after that and it does. that says, "Hey, and come on into McDonald's and get your Marvels toys." Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that works really, really well. But when they're several months apart, it just doesn't help one another at all. And it seems, mm-hmm. honestly, if you're a McDonald's franchisee, you feel like you've had a a big swing and a miss. It's just been a waste of time. And you're a little more hesitant to uh, go the second round with Disney because what if they delay their movie and it screws us over again? That was the other thing, frankly, I was hearing is that November of this year is when Disney's big animated film Wish comes out. And, and supposedly there will be toys tied to that that will be, you know, showing up at your local McDonald's. But again, just in the past week, due to the, the SAG after a strike, there have been discussions about, geez, maybe we need to push that off to 2024. And people at McDonald's are like, not again. Looks like Grimace needs to have another emergency <laughs> birthday. Where's those purple shakes? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, okay, so... Again, uh, we were talking top of the show about Secret Invasion, which, of course, is built around the character Nick Fury, uh, who, by the way, you can get two scoops of, of Nick Fury if you go to California Adventure. You can get the singing Nick Fury that appears in Rogers the Musical, which, by the way, is continuing at the Hyperion Theater. No word yet if this one-act musical is continuing past uh, August 31st of this year. But there's also a Nick Fury that is wandering around uh, Avengers Campus that's sort of doing the meet and greet thing. And by the way, if you're an actor and someday you dreamed of playing Nick Fury, I actually have the audition information from the Disneyland Resort. First of all, you have to be male identifying. You've got to be between the ages of 30 and 40. By the way, this is uh, this is the information for the singing and dancing Nick Fury. So, yeah, I was going to say 30 to 40 for Nick Fury. Are we going back in time by about 30 or 40 years? What the hell? Well, but, uh, singing and dancing version, sure. Okay. I can stretch. I can kick. I'm 40. Like they did from the SNL skit. All right. So uh, <laughs> okay. there's one. Now, what's the other one? Okay. Well, now you've got to be a baritone tenor. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, and have some experience in contemporary musical theater. But here's the thing of what you need to be mentally preparing for if should you take under this role. Nick Fury is decisive, capable, principled, and has a wry sense of humor. He also leads others with attitude and swagger. So there you go. Particularly, again, if they opt to continue Rogers the Musical after uh, August 31st, they're going to need some more Nick Furies, folks. So get to rehearsing all right on last week's show we talked about how ms marvel 
uh, is going to be repurposed as a programming event over on ABC uh, with the first three episodes airing back to back on August 5th and then the last three airing uh, a week later on August 12th. But what's interesting is due to the strike, this is also impacting where things end up, like for example on Hulu. And circling back to Secret Invasion again, the first three episodes of Secret Invasion became available on Hulu last Friday, July 21st. And they'll be continue to be available on that streaming service through August 17th of this year. Kind of interesting to me that there's no info yet about when the last three episodes will be available because frankly you know if i watched the first three of this i'd want to know where the story was going to go well i isn't that supposed to lead you to go to get a disney plus subscription to get the rest of it see this is why i do this show with you i i completely overlook the obvious <laughs> this well, is they, oh my god this is the disney company of course it's like there has to be money involved in some way it's like i, I brought this up like a couple of years ago when disney plus started you know, first launch was like you know uh they used to make tv shows and then they would move it over to a streaming service and now they're making tv shows for a streaming service and they're going to end up putting that over on things like abc because they spent a lot of freaking money to to make it and they're going to want to get another spin out of it you know repurpose it put it put it out to the public who hasn't quite seen it yet and Mm -hmm. uh sure only give them half of it and uh, if they like it, well, you want to know where you get the other half? Uh, behind the $6 paywall or whatever the price is. <laughs> Isn't this the heroin business plan? You know, the first- yeah, absolutely. The first hit is free. After that, you got to pay through the nose. Matter of fact, uh, Ron Gold and I just covered that on 32nd Street in the uh, next upcoming episode. All right, folks. So we're headed to break now. And I want to warn you that when we get back, uh, we will be talking about the series finale for Secret Invasion. Before we we get to talk about Secret Invasion, a quick note here. July 20th marked the one-year anniversary of the opening of Avengers Campus at Walt Disney Studios Park in Paris. Now, back in February of this year, it was announced that the park would be making some changes to its Avengers Assemble Flight Force attraction. This is the Iron Man, uh, Captain Marvel themed redo of, of that theme park's version of Rock and Roller Coaster. Evidently, those fixes came online earlier this week. DLP Report tweeted out that these consist mostly of new LED lights, some scattered throughout the gravity building to give more of an impression of riding through space, and, and some additional fixtures to sort of accentuate the trajectory, so to speak. So. Mm-hmm. Nice that the Disney tradition of plussing attraction continues. Mm -hmm. The other bit of news that I really want this to be true, but comicbook.com did an interview with Thomas Hayden Church. So, you know, the folks at comicbook.com are chatting with Thomas and the topic of further Spider-Man films came up. Not a future Tom Holland spider-man movie but rather a sequel to the sam raimi trilogy and church volunteered that well here's the quote folks i've heard rumors that sam raimi is going to do another spider-man movie with toby mcguire and if that happens i will definitely campaign to at least do a cameo in this movie and 
I really want this to happen. Thomas Hayden Church heard a rumor. Mm -hmm. For all we know, Thomas Hayden Church could listen to this show, hear this episode, and go, holy shit, it's true. I just heard another story about how they're going to be doing Spider-Man 4, and I was featured in the story as a lead. This must be extra true, because I trust me. I'm going to go say this in my next uh, interview that I have now got confirmed proof from Jim and Aaron on Marvelous Disney. No, it's it's just a rumor that a guy heard. And really, w as soon as Spider-Man No Way Home came out, mm -hmm. everybody was talking about, well, wouldn't it be great if we got another Amazing Spider-Man 3 and a Raimi Spider-Man 4 and yada, yada, yada. And mm -hmm. honestly, there is so much freaking railroad track that needs to be laid down between here and Secret Wars and the Kang Dynasty that there really isn't a whole lot of room or money in mm -hmm. the you know non-infinite budget that you know especially that chapek wants to cut back on well now remember well half is sony that that they split the cost 50 50. well you know the folks over sony especially them that ride herd on spump we've seen the el morto project fallout there's some very interesting things that are being said about craven first the el morto thing didn't we say that they didn't even have a script for that yet isn't that really Jim flinging spaghetti to a wall going, hey, what do you think about this? And the crowd kind of goes, meh. And they go, well, all right, let's not spend any money on that. Hey, guys, what do you think about this? And if they get a little, yay, they go, okay, let's put a little bit of money into that. That's how it feels because they're really slinging a lot of things. I mean, there's supposed to be the Spider-Man Noir for Amazon in a mm -hmm. series form. There was a, another spider character, I believe Silk. Uh, mm -hmm. was supposed to be an Amazon series over, you know, the next couple of years. And we've got the <laughs> Madam Web film. So, I mean, they've got a lot of things already in the works. And, yeah, there's a renewed interest all of a sudden, especially after they showed up in that movie. But mm -hmm. if you think Marvel has got even an inkling of bringing them back for Secret Wars, don't you think every time you bring them back in between here and there, it diminishes the impact of that final return? Oh, you know what I mean? Bring, you're bringing reality into my <laughs> fantasy here. I just, you know, I'm sorry. I want a new Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie. Well, sure, I do too, but I mean, I it's got the spoiled. reality. Yeah, sure. Yeah, all right, okay. Yeah, if, if we get the new Raimi, it's, it's got to be Malkovich. It's got to be the Vulture. Uh, I have spoken. You know, given that we did get the, the Nicolas Cage version of, of Superman, you know, in yeah. the you know, the Flash, I guess. Anything is possible. Yep. Okay, anyway, it's time to hammer on the klaxon because we're about to get into spoiler territory. So. All right, here we go, here we go. Should I just leave it running, or, or is this... <laughs> I'll turn I, it I, off I, for now. We'll turn it off. Okay. There we go, All there right. we go. Okay, so we're going to start slow here, folks. Innocent question to start. Mm -hmm. What did you make of... The runtime of this one. I mean, only 37 minutes. Yeah, again, felt a little bit on the short side. Would I have been more satisfied if they had mm -hmm. married episodes five and six and, and just made it one longer continuous thing? Mm. You know, because when we hear about the release of these things, we get all judgmental. Oh, only mm -hmm. six episodes. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, would I have been even more jaded? Only five episodes? What the mm -hmm. hell, guys? You know, so there's a little bit of a downside to that because I'm, you know, critical. Well, we're not getting enough, you know, but but then when we actually see it, I mm -hmm. think it may have flowed a bit smoother if you would have put. But then again, you also have to have that cliffhanger of Fury walking away with the vial of the good juice. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they can't quite reveal how that's going to play out. They need that that week off to make mm-hmm. you forget who who's not in the equation at the moment. So when they show up later, it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. There we go. Oh, well, just so you know, folks, that the last three episodes were definitely on the short side. Mm -hmm. Episode four was 25 minutes long. Episode five was 34 minutes long. And then the finale was 37 minutes. Now, front half of the season, uh, episode one, 52 minutes long. Episode two, 55 minutes long. And then episode three, 50 minutes long. So in total, the Secret Invasion limited series was four hours and 13 minutes long. And to, to put that in perspective, Endgame was three hours and two minutes long. So we did get something of size. But again, remember, we, we talked on, I think, last week's show about how Forbes had talked up the supposed production costs of mm-hmm. this limited series, you know, $212 million. Did our big battle between Gravik and who we thought was Fury? Did that finally deliver the goods for you, Aaron? I unfortunately laughed one too many times during that sequence. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. I feel bad about it, too, because I know everyone worked hard on the material, right? I don't, I don't mm-hmm. want to, you know, just bad talk any, anything anyone did on that, because mm-hmm. it's hard to do. Mm-hmm. And it was, I think her arm turned into what looked like Drax's arm. But because she's a smaller girl, they kind of had to shrink Drax's arm down, and it looked like a baby Drax arm, and it looked stupid, and I laughed, and I felt bad. Like, I did something wrong. I'm guilty, right? And also, like, you know, Carol Danvers' power should be Carol Danvers' power. I don't know why they had to give the entirety of the current MCU roster to one super scroll couldn't we have given them four or five cool powers and and let it be that where they maybe they want more in the future and you can play that thing out but for right now it's just like here you've got everybody's powers that we know so far mm-hmm. and now she's just kind of out and about which is fine i mean it's good to have a super scroll out in the mcu we've kind of knew that that was gonna end up happening somehow mm-hmm. so not surprising not disappointing yeah i just i just laughed for the wrong reasons a couple of times which was unfortunate no, 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 no. I, I, I get that. I, I, me personally, I mean, I, I was intrigued by some of the deeper cuts. I mean, for example, when she phased like Ghost from Ant-Man and the Wasp, it's like, right. wow, okay. But wasn't that a suit function that, that made her do that? I don't know. remember if that was her power or if that was the suit that was trying to keep her contained, you know what I mean, in the, in the physical realm? I will have to go back. But it's all these things. It's like, did did you have to give her ghost powers? Couldn't you just give her like somebody else's that would have fit the perfect? Because the fight really was not that long. Mm hmm. It's not like she got to use like the power of Thor and all of the other characters all in that fight. She used maybe six of them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, why not just say here's six heroes? It it didn't have to. Anyway, it, it doesn't matter really at the end of the day. And the overall... I guess we're kind of lucky that Iger hasn't come up with the the evil genius idea. You know how he said that the series kind of diluted the need for the the movies and and so you're not making your money there? Well, what if they had done a really a bit longer, more dramatic, a little bit more bang-up job? I mean, you know, like X-Files. Mm-hmm. Do six episodes of that and then do a two-hour finale in theaters. 
You know, like we were talking, the first shit of crack is free. What if I'm paying for Disney Plus and now it's essential to finish the story to do it the the last week? You know, I'm waiting and I, oh, wait, no, no uh, show this Wednesday because the movie drops this Friday. Oh, my God, I can't wait. Let's go to the theater because now it's essential viewing. Whereas I was talking with a friend just a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about all the MCU movies and I was like, oh, yeah, Ant-Man, Quantumania. And then after that was uh, 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 mm-hmm. and I couldn't remember for the life of me, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Mm-hmm. It was only like a day later I went, oh, yeah, that's right. It was Guardians because it's all just kind of blending together a little bit right now. There's just a lot of stuff, a lot of content. To- 35. Yeah, thirty-five films. Mm. Um, well, okay. So now, again, really, really, really moving into the spoiler territory here. So, Gia defeats Gravik, and then breaks into the area where the humans that have been scrollified are being kept, and we get to see Everett Ross again, the Martin Freeman character, and then Rhodey in a hospital gown which is playing very heavily into how people are now interpreting how long Rhodey has been a Skrull. So do do, do you want to talk about that? On last week's show, you were Mm. very, very adamant that Marvel had drawn a line in the sand that said there's absolutely no way that it goes uh, Mm -hmm. any further back than Endgame because we want that emotional impact Mm -hmm. of uh, when Tony dies and he's there at the funeral and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then we see him in a hospital gown, and and right now the the buzz online is everybody believes that. Well, mm-hmm. when was the last time Rhodey needed to be in a hospital? It was after the accident where he got knocked out of the sky, and was it Civil War? Civil War, two thousand sixteen. Okay. okay, so if that was the last time that we as an audience are aware mm-hmm. of Rhodey needing to be in a hospital gown, and and mm-hmm. he can't walk very well, and yeah. I brought up a couple of shows ago as well the idea of. Maybe we use his electronic legs as a timeline of when did he stop using those, and maybe that's mm-hmm. when he was switched. And right now, if he can't walk, well, that's a sign that, well, he hasn't been using his elect- – well, he doesn't have his electronic legs, but he hasn't healed all the way. Mm-hmm. As we've seen, Rhodey, recently, when was the last time he showed up in uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier for that one shot? Don't think mm-hmm. he had any electronic legs attached to his pants in that scene. So we can, yeah. So we can put a marker there and say at least that far back. Mm -hmm. But now we've got hospital gown in the equation, and we go, well, damn, how far back does that take us? And yeah, it looks like it looks like civil war. So, Jim, are your contacts giving you the dirt, or are they afraid of being identified as the internal mole, and they have to change the story a little bit so they don't get caught? I would argue that there is a, a a third possibility here. Remember, we have. Armor Wars coming. Yep. This is also going to... Oh, dang it. The the young lady from... Um, oh, Riri Williams, who Riri played Iron Williams, Heart. There we go. Uh, so remember, you know, that's going to factor into to this as well. And I wonder now if that's the whole point of being vague about this and putting this question out there. Because face it, we want some sort of an arc for armor wars and yeah. you know to, to the effect of lots of questions about if you are in this pod for that long is it traumatic well yeah i mean if you if you've been kind of stuck in a cryostasis or whatever since 2016 mm-hmm. when you come out you should be more changed than nick fury was claimed to have been after the blip 
Yeah. Right. You should really have some some emotional damage that you got to deal with, especially you're, you're going to be finding out that Tony Stark, your best friend, died in between here and there. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's a, a lot of uh, emotional story that they could hand over mm-hmm. to Don Cheadle and say, have a good time, kid. Knock it out of the park. And yeah. he could. Yeah, he could just have a great time with character. On an earlier mud, we, we shared that interview that Kevin Feige did to the effect of how early they told Don Cheadle that this was something they wanted to do with Rhodey. And mm-hmm. with the notion of there was going to be armor wars at, at the end of the road here, which would then play off of this. So more questions than answers, obviously. And, and speaking of more questions, we wound up in this finale episode of Secret Invasion with President Ritson putting that decree out there to the effect of all off-world born species are now considered enemy combatants. Yeah. You were talking about how odd the timing is that this episode drops today because of what was just happening in Congress today. Yeah, so apparently former U.S. intelligence agent uh, David Grush had Mm -hmm. confirmed under oath aliens exist, that we have a a UFO in storage as well as uh, alien bodies as well, and he knows the exact mailing address of the building where it's being (laughs) held, like legit. But it was the idea that I have just got done watching Secret Invasion where we're finding out through this TV series that aliens have been here for freaking decades. Mm -hmm. And then in... I'm learning on Twitter, or X as it's now called, mm-hmm. conspiracy. I don't know. The timing is odd. <laughs> but I'm also finding out that we may have, in fact, had a, a, an alien locked in a freezer somewhere for maybe decades now. And then at the end of Secret Invasion, our president goes, hey, by the way, if you ain't from Earth, use an enemy and we're going to kill you all. And I'm like, hey, 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 let's slow this down, guys. We may have extra ears and eyes watching this that aren't necessarily human and they're going hey uh was this one of the reality nature shows like naked and afraid or was this one of the fiction ones i don't i don't know i'm an alien it's all new to me i i I do not know what to tell you Uh, more to the point though and think about it further questions here we have president ritson but understanding that we know in captain america brave new world that we have president Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross as played by Harrison Ford. So it's one of these things where, okay, so Ritson gets voted out or does something happen? And more to the point, what happens with this whole all off-world born species or enemy combatants thing? There's some definitely interesting things dangling here that are going to get explored in further Marvel films and uh, limited series. Again, uh, circling back to the roadie question about when did he become a scroll? I want to remind folks that October 24th of this year, coming out from DK, is uh, Anthony Brezikin's Marvel Studios, The Marvel Cinematic Universe, An Official Timeline. And it's a 344-page book, and I... I gotta ask, you know. I'll tell you right now, Jim. You crack open the very first page, and it says the roadie stuff is on page three ninety two, and you just madly flip. There we go. There we go. I know that's it exactly. That's it exactly. I, you know, so 
when we finish up here tonight, Aaron, I am pre-ordering that off of Amazon. They're probably getting a call at the printing factory right now going, by the way, we need to slip in three more pages. What? Uh, just it, it, We forgot about a thing and people asked uh, about it online and we realized, oh no, we didn't do the roadie chapter. Okay, uh, well, well, here's open. Here's open. But uh, very much looking forward to, to reading that. And, and speaking of things I am very much looking forward to, uh, I look forward to every episode of 32nd Street. So what are you going to reveal this week? Well, I've always been a stickler for high quality. I had someone from a radio station send me an audio commercial, and it is the worst thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a list of about 35 things it takes to fix it. Mm -hmm. And the radio station is in a position where if they air it, they will drive away listeners and they know it. Mm -hmm. But they need to make a buck. So do they risk, you know, losing listeners for $9? What do you do, Jim? You like money. You like listeners, too. Do you mm -hmm. take the money and sacrifice a listener? It's like mm -hmm. the it's like the streetcar. If you if you change the track, <laughs> it'll hit your dad. Oh no, we don't want that. But if you if you don't change the track, it'll hit seven strangers. Right, yeah, what do right. you do? What do you do? Pull the lever, uh, or don't you? Next thirty second street. That, by the way, was the storyline of my absolute favorite episode of The Good Place. Yeah. Where they showed that being practiced in, in, in a real-life setting. And, yeah. You know, it's, a, it's a lovely show. But more to the point, 32nd Street, folks, also a lovely show. If you're not listening to this podcast, you're listening, uh, missing out on some really interesting you know, information that, that you'll never quite look at Madison Avenue the same. Speaking of interesting stuff, we have a couple other shows here at, at, at the Jim Hill Media Podcast Network we'd like you to listen to. We have, uh, of course, Disney Dish, which I do with Lentesta. We also have Fine Tuning, which I drew, do with do, Drew Taylor. And by the way, Drew has uh, his own outside podcast that he does with Charles Hood. It's Light the Fuse, the official Mission Impossible podcast. And uh, just uh, last night, Brian Gunn and I recorded a brand new Looking at Lucasfilm. Uh, social media-wise, Aaron, where are, are you now? Even during the fall of X, as Marvel mm. has proclaimed, I will still be at Azaprod, A-Z-A-P-R-O-D. I, too, am still on Twitter. I know I'm supposed to call it X. I, I, I just can't. Sears Tower, right? It's always going to be serious. There we go. No, no. You know, I would. I was making the comment last night that, that you know I'm one of those people. It will always be Disney MGM Studios rather than Disney's Hollywood Studios. I, but uh, anyway, like I said, we're on Twitter. We're on Instagram as Jim Hill Media. Over on Facebook is Jim Hill Media News. And if you could do Aaron and I a favor, if you could head over to Apple Podcasts and rate and recommend. Well. Not just the podcast you're listening to right now, Marvelous Disney, but if you could also uh, put in a plug over there for 32nd Street, that would be very helpful. Uh, likewise, if you really, really, really like what you're listening here to here tonight, if you want to go over to Bandcamp and subscribe, that would be cool. That's going to do it for this week's folks, and we will be back soon. And how do we do time-wise? And it's... Well, we'll, we'll, we'll take it.